My name is Marina, and you are listening to the Forge Leadership Podcast. Forge Leadership Network mentors, trains, and connects young conservatives ages 18 to 25, equipping them to lead in politics, culture, and business. For more information or to get involved, visit forgeleadership.org. this uh, evening to be here. We've got a great speaker for you, somebody who is, is backed by popular demand, as they say, our friend Jeff Reeder. Jeff is, uh, Jeff is coming to us live from uh, Houston, Texas, or thereabouts, right, Jeff? Now, Jeff uh, is the managing partner. I'm going to give you a little bio on him. Jeff is the managing partner of Northwestern Mutual in Texas, and, and that's Houston, that's Austin, and San Antonio, and more. He's a board member of I don't know how you keep track of all the boards you serve on, 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 on Jeff, and, uh, and, and really uh, involved in leadership training, in life success, in mission. And uh, I, uh, one of your bios says, you're, I like this, you're dedicated to balance, excellence, service, and truth, and got a lot of involvement in your church. And I know we were just talking about uh, you, uh, you played ball at uh, Baylor, you're a Baylor Bear. Uh, I don't know if we have any Baylor. We've had some Baylor students before. I'm not sure if we have any this year, but uh, you, uh, yeah, played ball, still, uh, still, you know, active with your alma mater and in many Christian schools and in your church uh, in Houston. So, guys, we're we're thrilled to to just turn it over to Jeff. He's gonna, I think, really uh, inspire and challenge you this evening. Jeff, thanks for being with us. Hey guys, what up, guys and gals? I know there's ladies involved here. So grateful to get to spend a little time with you. This is a really big deal for me because you guys are a really big deal. And what I've learned over a long, long time is that if I can seek to have just about that much little, little impact in your life or say something that might trigger a a different thought or an additional thought or maybe something that might feel somewhat uh, inspirational or informational, then I love to do that. And I'm very proud of you for being in the forge. I think that, you know, this is a, an extremely cool time to be in the forge. And uh, it's kind of fun. I'm sitting where I sit every morning, really, really early, early. I won't even tell you how early. And right now, you know, it's kind of chilly, although Houston doesn't get too cold, but Got the fire going, bear the dogs sitting there as you as you might have seen. And I'm I'm going through this book. This is uh this is 2021 book. Every year I get a new book. And so 2021 book, there's me chicken scratchings to start the 2021 book. And then here's here's where it says in the beginning, uh, where I start in the beginning every day, every January 1st. I start writing and working through this book. And it's, um, you know, just a journey of extraordinary pursuit for me. I'm just going through, in fact, today I started Leviticus. So I've gotten through Genesis, Exodus. I'm also studying in-depth Revelation, which is kind of interesting for this time, for a time such as this in our world spent some time yesterday studying in depth the mark of the beast and I guess at the end of the day if you spend enough time in this book then it's hard to stay discouraged very long because let me tell you something we're gonna win in fact 
The truth is we've already won. When Christ did what Christ did on the cross, we won and it's over. And the rest is sort of reindeer games, as they used to say with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You know, we're, we're doing what we're doing and, and we're playing this out, but the victory has already occurred. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so I really want you to think with me about that a little bit because I'm talking to people right now a lot about what will not work in 2021. And so I don't know if any of you guys are taking a note or two. And truthfully, I'm not sure my comments are worthy of a note. I'm not sure I'll say anything smart enough for you to write down. But I pray that if you are taking a note or two, that it might be valuable to you and that there might potentially be some wisdom that comes across. But let me tell you what won't, won't work in 2021. The two words that won't work. Pessimism and passivity. Neither of those words will work. And I, you know, I'm pretty, I've got a, I run a financial services firm. I've got about 400 people that work in my team. It's an incredible place. The culture's unbelievable. I've got about 170 financial advisors that I love and I get to shepherd and mentor. They are going to a market, a large, huge marketplace. From, from Waco, Texas, south in, in the state of Texas. And they are, they are purveyors of hope to people who are discouraged. And so my ears to that ground, my ears to that place, we've got 50,000 clients of our firm, 50,000. Think about that for a minute. So that's a, that's a privilege for us to be able to serve those people and help them create financial independence and gain financial security and financial success, but they are hurting. And by and large, they're pessimistic. And what we're hearing from them is there's nothing we can do. And so what I'm going to do is nothing except sit around pessimistically and believe the worst. And again, you, I get it that most of us are probably not spending enough time in this book. I, I wish we all were spending enough. And by the way, there's no guilt in that. God doesn't guilt us. Satan, in my opinion, guilts us for not reading the Bible. But I think God just wishes we would. God wishes we would spend more time in that love letter from him. But I guess at the end of the day, if you spend much time in this book, there's no, there's no way we should be pessimistic. And there's certainly no way we should be passive this proactive opportunity. So write these, have you ever heard of the three isms? I'm guessing you haven't. My firm, I talk about these all the time with my team and I guard these isms, I-S-M, ism. So, so I want you to write down if you're taking notes, I-S-M, 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 and then leave a little space to the left of those three isms. And I'll tell you the three isms, the bottom ism, at the bottom, the last one is pessimism. And pessimism never helps us, ever. We forego pessimism. We do not allow pessimism to creep into our life. We reject pessimistic thoughts, even when they're from our close friends. And if our friends start giving us pessimism over and over and over again, we start considering changing friends because we cannot tolerate 
for our mental health to be anything but whatsoever is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, praiseworthy, and a good report. So we guard that. By the way, that acronym is THERPLA. THERPLA, T-H-R-P-L-A, I think it is. Memorize that, true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, praiseworthy, good report, excellent, anything that abides in excellence, that's where we abide, okay? So pessimism, we forego it. Now, the topism is optimism. You might guess that. If the bottomism is pessimism, then the topism is optimism. Optimism, it's an awesome opportunity for us. But you know what? There's no pie in the sky. It, it, blind optimism, not against the backdrop of truth, is is kind of killing our world. So what do you think the middle middleism is? Yeah, it's realism. And so what I challenge my firm to do over and over and over again is take to the marketplace realistic optimism. So write those two words down. Realistic optimism. Realistic optimism is informed optimism. It's not uninformed optimism. It's not uh, something that gives us, you know, this ridiculousness of, hey, everything's going to work out. You know, there are preachers, and by the way, I like to listen to them, that preach only the part of the Bible that says everything's going to be great. The truth is this crazy book doesn't say everything's going to be great. It just says we're going to win. You know, we're going to win, but everything's not going to be great. And as I've studied through Revelation, holy cow, you know, it's a little bit of a scary book to study. Uh, but it's real, and it's a real awareness. And so I really want to challenge you guys to choose realistic optimism and reject passivity and, and, and choose proactiveness, proactivity. Um, and, and go to the world to energize that realistic optimism. Um, very, very important for us to think about. And so um, I just recently wrote a book and uh, I don't, I should have, I probably should be able to hold it up, uh, but I don't have one here uh, in front of me. But anyway, it's called Do Life Differently. And uh, Wow, what a fun experience to write a book called, you know, to write a book and the book called Do Life Differently, to have it come out. It came out on November 17th. It is a book that is, that it seeks to be a sheep and wolves clothing book. My goal is to, is to have secular people read this book and be drawn to the winsome nature of Christ, only the book never says Christ. It never even says the word, the Bible. But the book has literally dozens and dozens of scripture that I've plagiarized. Like if this were a college project, I would get an F and probably get kicked out of class because my instructor would say, my gosh, you plagiarized the Bible all through this book without you know, saying it was the Bible. And so I say in the book that the truth will set you free, but I don't say where I got that. So I think I might get to heaven and God may say, my gosh, you plagiarized me more than most people. And he very seldom gave me the credit that I was due. But I think he's happy about it because it's, it's strategic 
And it's what a wolf in sheep's clothing, clothing would do. So y'all, I've had, and I'm, my, my, here's what I think. Here's what I believe. Cindy and I have five close friends and they all five bought the book. We don't know who these other thousands and thousands of people that have bought this book and why it's a best-selling book. We don't know who keeps buying it, but it's truly people we don't know. And it's truly set up to be something that somebody that isn't a, a faith-focused person will buy and read through and be attracted to the aroma of Christ without even knowing that the truth of God that won't return void is all through this thing. And so we're so grateful for that. But I want to talk to you just a little bit about do life differently and about this concept of being set apart. And so have you spent much time in John 14? Has anybody spent much time lately in John 14? Let's think about that scripture. First of all, it starts off, anybody know what John 14, 1 says? Okay, that's, that's okay, but I want, I want some of you to know that. Like if I ask you the same question a year from now, I want you to know that. And so John 14, 1 is an incredible scripture for us to be focused upon in the early part of 2021. We had this crazy year, 2020, and now we're into 2021. And this scripture says, let not your heart be troubled. So do you see why I want you to memorize that? Let not your heart be troubled. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me. That's Christ talking. Incredible scripture there to think about. God is near. John 14 says God is near. But I, don't, I want to ask you, I mean, I think individually and introspectively, as you went through 20, I'm talking about 2020, did you go through 2020 as if God was near? Or did it feel sometimes like God was far? God isn't far. God is near. He is always near, but it's me that goes far, right? <laughs> it's me that's, 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 that, that distances myself from God. It isn't God that distances himself from me. So when the scripture in John 14 says God is near, I can be certain that that truth is the truth. God's near, but it's me that stiff arms God. And it's me that keeps him at a distance, especially because I'm sinful and I do the wrong things, right? And he wants to be near, but he's not going to be near sinful Jeff but he wants to be near. And so Christ did what Christ did on the cross. My sins are forgiven, thank goodness. And he wants me to walk with him on a journey with him as my guide. God is my guide. So what does John 14, six say? Anybody know that one? Spit it out if you do. It's, a, it's an easy one because it's so fun. It's again, it's Jesus talking in John 14, six. And Jesus says, I am, first of all, that's pretty cool. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Life. And that I am, y'all, it goes all the way back to, G, to I'm sorry, not Jesus. Well, it was Jesus because it was the triune God back then. But if you look at Moses in Exodus 33, 
and you think through what was God saying, he was saying, I am the great I am. And Moses was saying, I want you guys to think about this with me. Moses was saying, I can't. And God was kind of saying, yeah, you're right. You can't, but I am. And Moses was saying, yeah, but I don't, I don't speak very well. God said, right, you don't speak that well, but I am. I am that I am. I am enough. I am. Now, here's Jesus in John 14 going all the way back to the beginning. And Jesus is saying, I am. God is, I am. So we've got this three-part triune God. One God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Those three things, wow. Those are powerful things for each of us to focus in on as we head into 2021, a year of extraordinary opportunity. I want you guys to think about this. What do you have in common with Moses? Well, you're headed in a direction that if you do what you should do, you're going to get in over your head. You need to think big. You need to go beyond where you're comfortable. You need to go do things that this world needs you to go. And you didn't get in the forge to get to come to get prepared to play small. You got in the forge to live large and play large and walk in places that you can't handle. I feel like I've made a life of that. I'm over my head right now. My gosh, you guys are big time and I get to spend a few minutes with you. And so I'm trying to give you my best shot. But let me tell you something, without God and without the Holy Spirit, this, this talk sucks, trust me. And so I'm, I'm over my head, but God is good. And he sometimes shows up and I don't say things eloquently and I don't say things perfectly, but God takes over and truly makes good out of what I may not be able to do well humanly. And that's where you've got to go. And you've got to tie into the I am. And it, it, it isn't, look, for me, y'all, let's think about this. I'm going to personalize this. I'm not here because I am, right? I mean, I, was, I thought it was nice of Adam to give me a nice introduction. But the reality is I am nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Everything that I am is because he is. And if, if I can get you to think about that and learn that and tie into the I am and tightly connect with the I am and then focus in on the way, the truth, like what do you think that is? Back to this and the life, right? The life. Uh, what's John 10, 10 say? John 10, 10 says, and it's Jesus again, it's Bastille in the book of John. And he said, I came to earth that you might have what? Life. That you might have life and have it what? And have it to the full. And have it abundantly, depending on what translation you look at. So Jesus said, I came to earth, I came that you might have life and have it to the full or have it in abundance 
or have it in an extraordinary way is what the scripture means if you look it up in the Greek. And so that's what God wants for you. What do you want for you? Our world is inundated with wimpy Christians who are fearful and living a life that doesn't draw men unto Christ. Christ says, if I be, I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Well, we don't lift him up enough. We don't show the world, Brady, this extraordinary life that God has given us. And so when we're fearful and when we say there's no hope or, gee, you know, because we lost an election, uh, you know, you know, this is horrible. God's over here going, whoa, wait a minute. Where'd you read that? Well, you might have heard it. Maybe you heard it on Fox News or, gosh, maybe you even peeked over to CNN, which is scary. But my point is, you know, there's 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 news out there. But most of it isn't true. Most of it is lies. And there's truth that we need to, to really abide in. And then one other thing that I want to just take a minute on, it, it, it's sort of tied a little bit to do life differently, but this is, so this is God's word. This is truth. This is the Bible. This is, let's see if I can, can you see that? I'm not sure. Okay. This, I call this a life book. And every year I get a new one of these, very cool thing. And this is a life book. And I run a financial services firm with a whole bunch of people that have what we call a master action plan, a plan for 21 with a vision all the way up to at least to 26. And they have a theme for the year and they have, many of them have a life book and none of this is mandatory. I don't make this mandatory for people that work at my firm, but they choose to do it. And why do you think they choose to do it? Well, they choose to do it because there, there's literally dozens and dozens of people that are doing life together in these life books and having master action plans and visualizing boldly where God is calling them to go. And it's so compelling that other people want to do this. And so my theme for, uh, for 2021 is right there. It says, best bold hope. And all of those words are actor act acronyms. I think Adam may have read the best acronym, uh, life at its best with balance, excellence, service, and truth. And then bold is an acronym that I put together a few years ago that I've really spent a lot of time in because I need to be more, be better, own more, love better, and do more. Be, own, love, do. And so I run a lot of things through that acronym uh, especially early in the morning when I'm having my quiet time. And then the brand new acronym for 2021, Best Bold Hope. Hope is an acronym for helping others pursue extraordinary. Helping others pursue extraordinary. So Adam called me. The truth is I'm relatively busy. The truth is if I didn't have a passion for hope, helping others pursue extraordinary, I probably wouldn't be on this call with you guys tonight. But when Adam called and first of all, told me how extraordinary this group is. And then second of all said, you know, hey, we want you to come bring a message. 
I instantly thought, wow, that fits with my theme for 2021. I'm going to help those young people, help them extraordinary, you know, pursue extraordinary. And so that was, that was sort of a instant, okay, let me try to pull this off. Let me try to get this done. Let me try to be there for them. And then if you walk through this life book and I don't, I won't walk through it all, but it's got tabs and it's, it's just an extraordinary book. There's my, there's master action plan pages and all sorts of things in here that, that says team reader. Team reader is my family. I've got three sons, 25, 27, 29. They're all doing pretty well. We're grateful to God for that. None of them are married yet, which we, uh, hopeful because they're all three dating these awesome, beautiful girls that beautiful in their heart. And when I say that young ladies, but who knows, you know, who knows what'll happen with that. Cindy and I want grandkids is the truth, but, uh, but we're, we want the marriage. We would prefer to have the marriages first. So anyway, lot team reader, here's our vision for team reader in 2021. And then each of each of the members of team reader, I've got pages in here for them. Hey guys, let me tell you something. I'm married way over my head. And so th- almost 34 years ago, I married this girl. She was a college tennis player at Baylor. She was godly. She was beautiful. She took incredibly great notes in one of my classes when I had senioritis the spring of my senior year. So she was studious and smart and wise. And so I got to date her and we got married. Well, I've been trying to figure out how to stay up with that girl for 34 years. And so every year I try to, I try to kind of write out a strategy because here's what I figured out. This is really weird. Took me a while to figure this out, but when we have problems, it's usually my fault. And so I used to think when we had problems, it must be her fault. And that's, that's not a good recipe for the success of a marriage. And so we've got to, I feel like owning owning our opportunity to grow personally is a pretty critical thing. And so I've got a strategy for staying married to her this year. We'll, We'll see if I can execute on my strategy. Then I have a strategic focus for Chad, for a strategic focus for Ryan, and a strategic focus for Cody. We've also got two boys that we adopted into our family, Dale and Bruce. And I've got a strategic focus for each of them. And all of them are different. They're not the same. And so my strategy for all those people in Team Reader is different. And so, and it's written, it's written out. So that's a big thing, big deal. And then there's a, there's a tab here that has JDR. Well, that's my initials. Right there is a page that is, it says JDR, I believe. I started working on this when I was about your age. And that was a long time ago. I'm 59 right now. And so JDR, I believe, I'll read you some of these. I won't read you all these, but I believe in living life at the heart of the fire. And that has meaning to me, what that means. I believe in developing myself to maximize my potential. I believe in doing my best and having fun. I believe in always being enthusiastic, especially about the success of others. I believe that I should exemplify power, love, and discipline, and I should always overcome fear in my life. I should create, I believe I should create a map, master action plan, navigating into the future. 
I believe in pursuing excellence with my family, my spouse, and myself. I believe in, love, in developing love, happiness, loyalty in my family, and acknowledge that no success in the world can compensate for failure in my home. Did you, get, did you guys get that one? Some of you guys are going to do big things in the world. There is no success in the world that will compensate or make it okay to have failure in your home. You've got to balance that. Balance is the first word of that acronym BEST. Here's one you'll like. I believe in the United States of America and the principles of its founding fathers. Here's one. I believe in being realistic, pointed in the direction of optimistic. I forgo pessimism. I believe in maintaining a positive attitude. I believe that my past, both good and bad, are part of my legacy, that my legacy is foundational to my destiny, and that the providence of God is always at work. So that just goes, you know, it's just a lot of a lot of things. And I love to read those. I love to read those out loud to myself, by the way, uh, because I think if you don't know what you believe, you're, you'll fall, you know, if you don't, you, you'll just fall for anything, right? And so then there's some pages in here. That's my life. I call it a lifetime list. It's my bucket list. I had this, I had this lifetime list long before the movie, The Bucket List came out. Then uh, Cindy and I have a, uh, we call it lifetime list wanderlust and it's places we've visited all around the world which is traveling and and that's kind of a cool thing and so I go through this and you know I just have cool pages in here that I work on and seek to be focused this is what we call a view of the summit and a view of the summit is a five-year vision where where I think I can be with Cindy and my family in five years and so all of this, and then in here is tabs like business is a tab, guided by God is a tab, journaling. Guys, yes, I journal, but it's not a diary. So quit making fun of me. It's a journal. It's a difference between a diary and a journal. And so, uh, but I do, I journal and I write in here and I write prayers in here and I write sensitive things in here, believe it or not. I love to take notes. So I take notes in here that with specific areas. And so uh, a lot of stuff going on. I track the books I'm reading in here. I try to read a lot of great, great books. And I'll read like, uh, I'll read roughly a book a week. I'll read 40 some books this year. I'm trying to read less books. That's kind of a strange thing I know. You know, I've got a little bit of a, a strategic focus on reading a few less books in 2021. I also track my diet, my exercise, I focus in, I rate myself on my quiet time, the depth of my quiet time in, in this book. So I call it a life book and I love for you guys to know about it. My name is Marina and you are listening to the Forge Leadership Podcast. Forge Leadership Network mentors, trains, and connects young conservatives ages 18 to 25, equipping them to lead in politics, culture, and business. For more information or to get involved, visit forgeleadership.org.